0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of Otherworld London. We have some players. Uh, Let's start with Michelle.
1: Hello, I'm Michelle Otis, and I will be playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Mac Beauvais, and I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is being currently hounded by spirits and not the fun alcoholic kind.
3: Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Terry Gamble. I play Alizé Carew. I'm a shopkeeper, fiancé, dealing with the mother-in-law and evil things. Good times and tea.
4: Hi, I'm Maria Iyengar playing Dr. Lisette Powell, who's had a very big day.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a start of the Dr. Seuss book right there. Yeah, bad. All right, so the last time we got together, a lot of stuff went down. Ethel got pulled into Scotland Yard, which was no fun. And Dr. Vog actually got her out of Scotland Yard. Then we had a horrible episode with the poor Dr. Graves, who committed suicide after seeing something that the rest of the group did not see. Something happened in that time. That drove him completely mad. Eugenia spent the day trying to disown her son. They basically went to the bank and told them to stop this huge amount, I think it was 50,000 pounds, being taken from one bank to another by Robert Jr. And that was undone. And then at the end of the last episode, Dr. Powell went home to find Martin, her wonderful partner, typing on a typewriter that seems to be from the future 20 years from now from another continent from a city new york which she's only read about in the Penny dreadfuls that's where we ended last time we're gonna go to dr powell who accepts to this clacking sound of typing and you're exhausted, even sleeping a full night, you realize it's probably like 9 or 10, which is way after the time you usually wake up.
4: Oh my god. So bohemian. Uh, I think she like does the rollover of like, ah, cool, 10 more, oh no. <laughs> and just sort of bolts out of bed, like unceremoniously tumbles out, and the moment she hears the typing, swears loudly, and then apologizes for swearing to no one, and then runs in
0: to go see what, what Martin's doing. He's typing on the typewriter. He has chewed through the bandage, the gauze. You do the math in your head very quickly. You figure that the sedative probably ran off about maybe three hours ago, mm-hmm. and he's back at it, and his, his fingers look even worse, and the, the gauze is just full of blood. And he looks very pale, like he's lost too much blood at this point.
4: Crap. What happens? She's going to walk over and pull away the typewriter from like the other side of the table to see how he reacts.
0: He continues to type, just air types for a moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then moves his whole body very stiffly. His face is contorted, of course, again, and he walks across and tries to sit down in front of the typewriter. He doesn't seem to be in any way able to talk with you. He just goes and starts to try to type again.
4: If I pick up the typewriter and just keep it like a foot
0: away from him, will he follow me? Yes. Much like a, a, a dog looking for a treat. Yes. Yep. Oh, God.
4: Uh, This is a nightmare. Uh, Well, the things we do for love. Uh Come with me, Martin. Shit. (laughs) And I'm just going to see how far, like how can I get him to Eugenia's? Or no, the hospital. I'll just get him straight to the hospital. Yeah, you
0: can get him to the hospital. He'll follow you wherever you go. Yeah. Now, here's a question. I just bring this up because you were at the hospital yesterday. There's a lot of people working on staff with masks on right now.
4: Oh, crap. So that was true across the entire hospital and not just like the weird nurses? Yeah. No, that no, that's,
0: yeah, no, that's the problem with London right now is literally oh. almost a third of the populace has started to wear these masks.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, then I would like to walk that back and she's going to drug him again and then pull out ropes that exist in a drawer in the bedroom for a different nature but are <laughs> there and she will use them and they don't hurt to tie him down with. And she's going to tie him to the bed. <laughs> and then uh, start an IV of just like water and
0: saline. Fruits and vegetables.
4: <laughs> yeah. Just a carrot with a needle in
0: it. Just stuck okay. into his arm. So, okay. Yeah. You tie him down. You get an IV going. He is drugged pretty well. Here's the big question. Are you going to leave the typewriter there?
4: Absolutely not. Okay. She wasn't, yeah, no, she's going to pack it up again, like her original intent uh, was, and she's going to take that and her medical bag and get across town again. Okay,
0: cool. We'll get back to you in a moment. Eugenia, we're gonna go actually back in time about an hour, around nine o'clock. Your household has, has woken up. Alizé stayed the night, and so did Ethel. You guys are in the drawing room having some tea. You guys talk a little bit more, and around 10.30, Dr. Powell shows up and is quickly let in, and you guys are all in the drawing room together.
3: Good morning ladies.
2: Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What do we got there? Oh, just a ty- a cursed typewriter? Probably. <laughs> a cursed
1: typewriter. Yeah. All right. How is it cursed? Uh
4: Can can I get a cup of tea and just a minute? Oh.
0: Of course, Please. of course, Thank Mrs. You. Fitch. Uh, um, I'll be. I'll. I'll get tea up to you in just a second. Uh, one second. Thank you.
4: And uh, like, as this is all happening, she's gonna like reopen up the typewriter and like put it out along with like a ton of the bloody rags and like just basically like recreates the scene that she walked in to Sans Martin.
0: All right. So Mrs. Fitch comes up and going through. What she explains, I would imagine, because Dr. Vog's name's not only in the writing, you, Ethel, realize that she's talking about the Dr. Vog that's been showing up around you lately.
2: Uh, Dr. Vog? Yes, does that ring a bell? I assumed it was that's the same gentleman who came by my home for a uh, tarot reading and who subsequently magicked me out of the police station. Oh. Well,
1: interesting.
2: And I, I'll give them sort of a down low on my experiences with Vogue so
0: far. So she tells you everything that's happened up to this point. Did you bring the the writings with you as well?
2: Yes. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. What I meant was I
4: put everything out, like the typewriter and the writings, and then she keeps like the rags around to show just how much like gore was around the scene. So yeah, all the papers are there too.
2: Ah, can I put on my, my fancy glasses and take a look at the writing?
0: Yeah. And you start looking at the writing and the letters change into readable text they're no longer like weird sentences and and stuff and it says hello ethel thank you very much for figuring out the glasses i wanted to help you out you had said that if i could help you that would be what you would like so i talked with my master and we came up with this to see what your group would do in, in certain situations. So we gave the typewriter to your friend's mate and it has detailed instructions for banishing entities, but it's very complex. So you're going to have to make some research roles on it. But one thing that it says that is not complex but is highly difficult to get is you need a dagger from a ancient druidic tomb. Okay. Or something like that, that you can then cast a spell on and plunge into Sir Nuno's chest. That's part of the banishment.
2: Okie dokie. I imagine like what was on the paper. I'm kind of murmuring to myself as I read it, you know, and then I look up at them and I, I start relaying what it said. Exactly. And it does seem that there's some sort of banishment spell here.
0: He keeps talking about research. He pretty much states he's seen how you and the rest of your friends react to certain stimuli. So putting you in a situation and studying how you react, almost like... uh, Lab rats? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
2: I'm also regretful to note that I do believe we are... The subjects are some sort of experimentation. <clears throat> what experimentation from whatever Dr. Vog and his master seem to be? Okay, uh, you are
4: in. Uh, in I won't say not in league, but you have access to him. Yes. Why don't you bring him here so we can talk? face-to-face face about. It sounds like you want to incite violence, Dr. Powell. Oh, that- not incite. Be entirely responsible for it. Yes, just just me. You can join in if you want. <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather... I have an amazing new bone saw. I would love to see how
3: it would do. I'm sure, but we are going to need additional strength and power to defeat Sir Nunoz. It sounds like he may have some information to help us make that happen i'd rather we use him like um a slingshot so to speak yes
4: like a tool i respect that but i'd also rather he not use my poor poet of a partner as a guinea pig to pass messages
3: maybe he's trying to get a message to you and this is just his way of getting the message through to you
4: oh a message has been received
2: (laughs) Regretfully, I do not know how to go about summoning him. He seems to show up of his own accord. Shall we say his name three times in a mirror?
1: (laughs) I was going to make a joke about not being superstitious, but honestly, I think we should set about collecting what we need for this banishment spell.
2: I would tend to agree, and the next time he shows up, hopefully we can have some sort of, let's call it a conversation. And she's going to give a knowing look at Dr. Powell. Almost like a, yeah, fuck this guy kind of <laughs> look.
4: Cool. She gives you like a slow <laughs> nod back with like that slow blink of, I am calm for now. But uh, Lisette will remember this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this calm will not last forever. <laughs> Ethel, make me a library use roll.
2: <laughs> oh, Damn it. I got a 58. I have a 50. Okay.
1: Mine's pretty good. Am I able to make If you wear
0: the glasses. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh.
2: You want to join me in crazy town? Sure. (laughs) So if I see you trying to sort of struggle at reading everything, I'm going to take the glasses off and sort of like rub my face. And Eugenia, if you would like to try with the glasses, but I don't advise you wear them for very long. All right, I'll, I'll try them on. Are they magical? As uh, so much as I can assess, if they're scientific, it's not anything I understand. Very well, and I put the glasses on, and I blew my roll. <laughs> Ninety. No. Of them. You
1: Want to know what my library uses? It's seventy-eight. Holy hey.
2: shit! Oh. Oh. No. Oh. Whoops, Gee. give me my glasses back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for those glasses. <laughs> I'm shaming my dice right now.
4: Hold them up to the camera. Bad boys. Naughty.
0: So, you guys spend a good amount of time trying to figure this spell out, and it just isn't working for you. At some point, you decide to take a little bit of a break, and you're looking at this list of things that you need to, to kind of get. And like I said, one of them's an ancient dagger. So you have a couple of different, different decisions on which way you want to go. You can continue to try to study this and you're, you're getting it. It's just, it's not like you're not understanding it at all. It's just taking you a really long time. So there's that. You also have the fact that there's mabel walking around and you still don't understand why that's happening and then eugenia still has to deal with robert jr so there's there's a couple of different ways we could go what fire do you want to work on right now is the question
2: it seems the most pressing fire is going to be going after whatever the banishment spell requires okay but that's just my opinion
1: no, I agree. I think we need to gather this stuff as soon as possible because this is probably the heart of everything. If we banish Cernunos, then
2: maybe Hopefully everything else stops, yeah. We banish your son. Ooh. And then we just we banish all of our enemies. I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're reading through this list. You need the dagger. You need a goat's heart. You need several different herbs. And what's funny is the the herbs will actually probably be the easiest thing to get because now there's huge amounts of trees and, (laughs) you know, weird magical groves. I don't want
3: haunted herbs. I want safe
0: herbs. Well, you can get those outside of town pretty easily. And you need to take him to an ancient sacred site. You need to, like, lure him. To an ancient sacred site so it could be Stonehenge it could be any uh, there's tons of there's actually lots of hinges throughout ancient sacred sites there aren't very many of those in England nah not really there's probably no. some
1: like maybe one yeah. or two nah. yeah. in fact the
3: they're ceiling, like on every damn corner <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
0: but that's the point that's the point is like it doesn't have to be it's not like it must be Stonehenge
3: it's like you find some random garden and you're like wow it looks oh, like people an lived here <laughs> from the middle age and you're, you're like not oh wrong. yeah it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm you in this weird garden all of a sudden like, like oh, mm-hmm. some
0: roman artifacts yeah how do you know yeah. it's sacred well do you see all the <laughs> elves and fairy people uh, yes <laughs> there you go <laughs> ancient <laughs> secret site but the point i'm making is that it you know it's not like you have to lure him out to like Stonehenge or anything. It's not, it's not like that. Sure. So the, the herbs make up a potion that you guys will have to each drink in order to steal yourself for what will happen during the ritual. And then the goat's heart is the sacrifice. You have to kill the goat during the ritual because Celtics didn't fuck around. (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, finish the spell by plunging the dagger into Sir Nuno's heart. Easy, simple. Yeah, easy, easy, simple. Simple, everyone. It's going to be witchcraft
2: fun. made easy. Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys have all that information. Speak amongst yourselves on how you want to proceed.
1: Well, the herbs should be easy enough, and. The goat we can get at a, at a local market, um, it's it's the dagger. Right. Alizé. Yes. Would you have any connections through your shop? Yes, I'm sure we could procure something.
3: I know quite a few places we've had to deal with dealing with importing items um, of magical use. There was one such... Kind of dodgy fellow. Uh, that could work. Um, that we used to get items for curious uh, and curiosities. Yes. Um, yes, he's not my favorite, but I think he might have precisely what we need.
1: His name is Jim. Just Jim? Anyone with only one name must be suspect.
2: Um, I do believe that that is the course of action we should take, and perhaps we can Start about having uh, the herbs collected, and I, I'm not really sure where where else to go. I think once we visit my
3: friend Jim, well, I won't call him friend, acquaint, oh, associate, oh, I, I hate having any type of connection, honestly. But once we visit him, um, I think there is a place not too far from Benny's family estate that might be good for luring I hate to say his name you know the Atman. Yes. yes. so it might be a good place to lure him there's also a, an ancient ruin and space that he, I know for a fact he quite likes <laughs> okay <laughs> I might have been there before with him is what I'm saying Lisette
4: Dr. Powell sorry I, you can absolutely call me Lisette at this point I have follow up questions but that's probably because I'm sleep deprived normally propriety would own would own the best of my soul <laughs> You would have follow up questions no matter what,
3: I still do and I lived it, so <laughs> respect I think we could uh, visit him and there'll be herbs,
0: sorry herbs on the estate as well Okay, first you're gonna visit with Jim. Are you guys gonna stay together as a group or are you gonna split up at all?
2: Let's stay together as a group. I don't see any reason for splitting up at this point. Wow, that's a first. Each of us is going to
4: do a different thing, only for making it difficult for GM. Mine will involve new NPCs.
0: (laughs) I've done it before. (laughs) Where does Jim work from? Is Jim in like the East End or is he the docks? He's in a dodgy part of town, uh, not too far from the docks,
3: correct? Sometimes things fall off a ship, you know? <laughs> oh. Is see
0: maybe oh. near the squeaky flute?
3: Yes, not too far. He is not too far from the squeaky flute, ladies.
2: <laughs> squeaky
3: flute, Ethel. You may want to wear something that
2: uh it's not as obvious. And you are suggesting I change wardrobe because I am too obvious. Uh, but I uh, I don't have a wealth of options that aren't black. Bless your heart. I mean...
1: Eugenia, could you maybe... We can look, but I don't know if I have anything in her size. She's much taller than I. But
2: we shall see. Oh no, are we having a shopping episode? I I was about to say we could
0: do shopping. (laughs) (laughs) We could have a shopping montage. Whole episode. (laughs) This is twenty minutes of rolling to see if you find the right frock.
4: I have to find. (laughs) I would live for that. Yeah. (laughs) I keep stuff in my bustle. I've decided. There's just a bird. There's a bird cage back there.
3: The bustling bed. It's my new shop.
2: <laughs> Ethel does not look at all pleased about being dragged out on a shopping adventure.
0: <laughs> okay. So your husband's been dead for quite a while. I mean, you've been wearing black for like five, six. Yeah, years she now. finds it
2: keeps people away. And oh, okay. She's okay. With that,
0: I see. Well, um,
2: she's in perpetual mourning. He, he was the love of her life.
0: Yes. That's understandable. So you guys go out shopping
2: at that era. There would have been wig shops as well. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, most. I oh. can imagine oh, like sure. going
2: by a wig shop and uh, and it's insane to a wig. like in Sweeney Todd. Yeah.
0: Uh, how long would you spend shopping? Too long, probably. <laughs> probably like an hour or two. Probably two. Yeah, yeah minimum mm-hmm. two hours. Eugenia, when you guys are looking at all these different really colorful dresses and you know there's plum there's muted magenta there's slightly brighter pink there's cream there's blue there's all these different colors that they've got and you eugenia glance out the window at one of these shops and across the street you see mabel staring into the shop at you there's no one around her people are passing her by and she's just staring it's not a menacing stare but it's m- more of a possessed stare like she she doesn't seem herself hmm and she raises her hand slowly And just gives you this awkward wave and then puts her hand down.
1: Okay, I I give her an awkward wave back. Okay. And while I'm standing there, I I, um, go, Alizé, (laughs) because of course Mabel can't hear me. She's across the street and we're in a shop. Right. Alizé, my dear. Oh, yes, Eugenia. And without taking my eyes off of Mabel. Can you come here for a moment, please? One moment. I, now I
3: think the blue is better for your eyes. But I guess if we're not trying to draw attention to your eyes, maybe you should go with it. One moment, a moment, I'll be right. Ethel rolls her eyes. Fine,
1: fine. Yes, Eugene. Would the madam like a hat as well, or? Yes, please bring all the hats.
0: Of course she would. She's not, she's not uncultured. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) I'll start getting the hats. We have a new one from France. It has an actual bird in it. She would also need a
3: bag to coordinate with the hat. Please bring bags as well.
4: All accessories to go.
0: I I know my job. I'll do it.
4: I will manage the sashes. Go. I say to Alizé,
3: look across the street. Do I see her too, Wes?
0: Yep, absolutely. And when she sees you, she raises her hand and Gives this awkward wave and then.
3: Uh, why is it? Why? How?
0: Oh no. Then she starts to cross the street without looking, and like horse buggies are going by her, and she's just kind of walking through.
3: Do you think she's an apparition for other
0: people, or is she live flesh and blood for us now?
1: I think she's quite corporeal. But I... I don't know if she's quite herself. She's never waved to us or been kind. I'm very confused. Yes, and I'm
0: very concerned. Um... Um, here are the hats that we have, ma'am. We have several different types, and here's the one from France I was talking about. And over here... We don't want any that's going to be too
1: ostentatious. Um, something smaller... Please put the bird hat on the side.
0: Oh, oh okay. Over there. I'll, I'll put it over here. I'll be right back with the less... Something maybe with just feathers and no actual bird. Oh, okay, okay. I'll get the less ostentatious hats. One moment. <laughs> Skitters away.
1: Okay, is she coming across the street to us?
0: Yeah, she's walking straight towards the, the thing, and she, you know, if, if she was a ghost, like... The carts would have went through her, but she seems to just be uncanny and missing being hit by the traffic that she's walking through. I don't know if you've seen any of the old time films from like the turn of the century that were that show just the, the glut of people going back and forth over the streets uh, with horses and stuff. But it is it is not for the faint of heart, but she makes it across.
1: Oh, my
0: And she kind of motions for you to come to outside to her.
1: Shall we go?
4: Are you sure that's wise?
3: Uh, She, I think, is going to keep finding a way.
2: I would like to know what is going on with her precisely. Well, if she's coming in here, then why
1: don't we let her just come in here? Have you chosen what you are going to wear?
2: This. And she just picks whatever she happens to be in at the time. (laughs) 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 Oh, Goldenrod, what a choice.
0: (laughs) (sighs) What did you say? What did you say? Goldenrod. (laughs) Goldenrod's very... Very in right now. Mm -hmm. And we have a wonderful uh, pair of shoes to go along with it. Excellent.
2: And I think Ethel takes a moment and, like, looks down at what she's wearing. She's just like, has this, like, I've made a mistake face. (laughs) And she points over to um, one that uh, she'd already tried on before that was, like, a lilac shade. Are you sure you were a vision in mustard?
0: (laughs) I could wrap both of them up for you.
2: So just the one will do. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Four women in one commission. All right. And he walks away.
4: <laughs> oh, I bought the hat. I bought the bird hat. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> oh, I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope as <to> hell. <laughs> okay. So you get the French bird hat. Yep.
3: Are you sure <laughs> we should just get the golden rod one? We can save it for
1: later. And no one would
3: ever suspect it was you in this.
0: Ever.
1: Ever. <laughs> it, is, it is quite lovely with those black buttons down the front. And right.
0: didn't I remember you coming in earlier madam and, and shopping? I will your... take what?
2: both of the dresses if you will just please package them up. Of course, of, of course. Oh you should put one on now and then the other well, I will I will wear the one that I'm wearing So you're gonna on. wear
0: the goldenrod one now and the black one later sure excellent okay <laughs> and madam you wanted the french hat with the bird yes uh, okay i'll get that wrapped up and Thank he you. goes off and gets that all and i carry. i
1: give him you know where to send the other dress and everything like that because of course we're not going to
0: carry it with
2: us oh of course not no. Of course not. I imagine we went to the wig shop first, or did we, have we not done that yet?
0: Um, yes, you did go to the wig shop first.
2: Because I figure I probably have my hair tucked away into a wig, especially, I wanted to check before we interacted with Mabel.
0: What kind of wig do you have? What kind of wig did you pick?
2: I would have gone the complete opposite of her dark locks and would have picked out a blonde wig, probably. Yes, curly blonde wig with
3: goldenrod dress oh my goodness you look like a (laughs) spring dream you look like sunshine i would have never guessed
2: (laughs) it probably does make it look like she's got less of the pallor to her skin than normal but her face is still very dour it's like trying to dress up morticia in bright (laughs) colors
0: well, when you get out of the sun, the goldenrod reflects the sunlight into your face, and so you have this like weird pallor going on. It's like. It
4: looks like you have jaundice, but honestly, it's an improvement.
0: <laughs>
1: At least it's some color. That's rude. <laughs> jaundice looks alive, my dear. So, shall we do it then?
3: <laughs> right, shall we go? <laughs>
2: death stare.
0: (laughs) So you guys walk outside after he rings everything up and puts, you know, he'll have the delivery person take the stuff over. And Mabel's standing there and she goes, I'm sorry, I, uh, we had that odd encounter the other day where you said you knew me and I I Wish I could say the same, as in, I don't quite remember who I am. Are you feeling well, dear? I take it that we were not on good terms. May I feel your hand? In My, yes, she hands her, her hand. I feel I wanna feel her hand. I wanna feel if it's cold or not. It's not cold, but there's something wrong. It's you you know how if we, obviously you feel a hand, you feel muscle and, and kinda of bone and everything else. This feels squishy. Um kind when of when I squish it, I'm gonna squish it just and squeeze it a little bit just to see what happens because I'm like, uh, why does it feel squishy? The um, uh her fingers expand a little bit when you when you push, like, unnaturally. Like, when you're doing a normal, like, hand thing, they don't... Mm-hmm. These look like they kind of fill up a little bit like balloons. She right. Goes, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been out of sorts.
3: Well, darling,
1: I don't think you're human.
0: Oh, wh- of course I'm human. Why wouldn't I be human?
1: Well, you must understand... The Mabel we knew no longer
3: exists. She's quite dead, dear, you see. You
0: seem like an apparition. But I'm here. You can see me. I'm. You touched my hand. You're a wholly new creation with her face, and that is all. That I can't be. There must be an, another explanation. Are you sure I'm the Mabel you're thinking of? Maybe there's a different one. Well, you certainly look like her. You certainly look exactly
1: like her. Let's say you're a dead ringer.
2: <laughs> um, I have a weird question. I sure. don't know if there's anything I can do about it. I'm, uh, Ethel is so used to being around actual spirits mm-hmm. and what they feel like. And I'm wondering if it feels like she's got a spirit left in her. Yes. Is there a way for me to ascertain that?
0: Uh, let's do an occult roll. OK.
2: All right, dice, don't fail me. Be good, dice boys. Yeah, I got a 48 under my 70.
0: Nice. Ooh. Awesome. No. She doesn't, she seems oddly hollow to you.
2: My dear, I do believe you are animated by something unnatural, as these ladies have pointed out. And the Mabel that you were is as dead as a doornail. And trust me, that was in the best interest of everyone involved. Agreed.
0: Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, uh, I'm sorry for taking up your time.
3: Yes. Uh, now I want to know where her Source is, because maybe if we find the source, we could
1: help her be set free again. Let me ask you this: What is the first? thing
0: you remember i woke up on a cold cobblestone street in downtown somewhere near the docks and there was a young woman up, up, above me and she looked quite angry and then i fell into a darkness a, a pit I thought maybe I was dying. And then I woke up again next to my husband. And I felt... strange. I didn't question it because I thought I had a bad nightmare. But then, after I talked with you all, I realized that I, I don't really remember anything before waking up on that cobblestone road I don't even remember the woman that was above me and now you tell me this I'm not quite sure what to do
1: nor are we um doctor yes would you mind giving her some sort of examination is that alright with you Ma'am.
0: Well, yes, but we are on a public street. I don't know if this would be the, the best locale for a physical.
4: Well, I'm happy to come and call on you later. It's a time and place more convenient to you. And she's just sort of giving a, like, weird look to the rest of the group, like, oh, this is... Um,
0: That would be fine. I take it since you know me that you know where I live, ladies.
1: Yes. Yes, quite well.
0: You can come call on me when you have a moment. I would appreciate any help you could give me.
3: Are Um, we sure we want to go to her home, ladies? Is this a trap?
0: No, do you say that loud enough for her to hear you? I'm trying not to. I want to. Okay, okay, I just, yeah.
2: Ethel kind of shrugs. Back at you a little bit when you say that, and kind of motions like we'll talk about it in a second. Like as soon as Mabel's like super out of earshot.
0: Mabel goes, "I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna go home now. I'll hopefully see you later. And I can only gather from the way that you have responded that I wasn't the best person to you, and." I would like to say that I uh, I am sorry if I'm not that person anymore. I am sorry for their actions. Anyway.
3: No need to apologize, it's not you. We do appreciate it, though. Uh, strangely comforting in the midst of all of this. Do get some rest and take care of yourself, though.
0: Yes. Thank you. She walks off. This is actually a really good place for us to stop this episode, so. Thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Let's find out what everyone's doing. We will start with the Bria this time.
4: Hi, I'm Abrea Iyengar. You can catch me on social media at Quiddy, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. I -I I stream all over the place, so come check me out. On Tuesdays, I'm over at Saving Throw Show with the amazing Terry Gamble running Pirates of Salt Bay, a super fun D&D 5th edition adventure uh, that I am GMing. On Wednesdays, you can catch me over at the Scabby Rooster playing Endymion's Gate, which is in the Hillfolk system. It's a really cool sci-fi show. Uh, YouTube uh, has all of the like up episodes also, but it's on uh, Good Time Society. Fridays is obviously here. I don't know why I said that. I have a list and I'm just reading down and that was embarrassing. Please cut that out. Um, on Saturdays, <laughs> on Saturdays, I'm with the amazing Michelle. We both are in a Return to the Spider-Verse mask game over on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel. And uh, normally on Mondays, I'm on coloc 1991 over at Hyper RPG. We're currently on episode hiatus, but we're still releasing cool content. So keep an eye out on the hashtag and see what extra story elements. We're releasing
2: during the hiatus. Hey guys, I have been and will continue to be Mac Beauvais. You can find me all over the internet. It's at strange like that. I'm doing a lot of uh, remote tarot readings for people. So you can definitely hit me up about that. If you want to get your cards read, you can also find me every Monday over at happy jacks. I am either playing are Things from the Flood campaign, which is a lot of fun, or the brand new campaign, The Great American Witch, which is a game system that was created by Christopher Gray that uh, we are putting through its paces. So I'm really looking forward to that. I hope you tune in. Hi guys, I'm Terry
3: Gamble. Nice to see you. Wait, I can't see you, but I'm here and you can find me on the internet and see me at the Terry Gamble um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, or at TerryGamble.com. Um, also weekly on Mondays at horror movie survival guide, new episodes come out every week. Um, and I talk about scary movies with my friend, Julia Margesi. It's super fun. Um, and Wes helps produce over there. So check us all out. Um, and, uh, Abria already said on Tuesdays, you can find me at the Pirates of Salt Bay on Saving Throw Show. Um, I'll be popping in on a couple of advice shows over at Happy Jacks RPG on some Friday nights, um, talking about games and things um, and um, yeah, guesting on some other stuff throughout the next couple of months. So check it out and just follow me on the internet.
1: Twitter is probably the best way to know uh, what show I'm going to be on that day. Hi, I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on the socials at Mishulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also watch me on Return to the Spider-Verse uh, on It's Probably Okay's channel, like Abrea said, um, 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings, and just like a cartoon, kind of cool. All right, you can also get my uh, music through Plate Mail Games at Drive-Thru
0: RPG. And I am Wes Otis. Uh, you can find all of our uh, sound effects from the show on Plate Mail Games. You can also find us on Drive Through RPG and BattleBards. For the podcast, you can do one of three things uh, to help us out. Give us a shout out on social media, give us a review, or come over to Patreon, uh, 12 Side Stories, and join us there. We actually have a exclusive Delta Green game that's going to be starting up this month. We're probably going to be putting out like one to two episodes a month for uh, Patreon backers only. As a, you know, thank you for helping with the support of the show. So, check that out. Finally, uh, as Terry mentioned, uh, I help produce a show called Horror Movie Survival Guide. It's every Monday, and we have a lot of fun. Uh, I get to hear opinions on some great stuff that I have not gotten to see yet or um, stuff that I have, and it, it's just cool to listen to them talk back and forth because they're such good friends and it kind of comes through the show very well. It's very cool to listen to. So that is it. Oh, you can also find us at uh, the number 12 and then cited stories on Twitter and on Instagram. So thank you very much for listening and we will talk at you very soon. Bye.